missed it. I just missed it by that much. No, I mean, that was on purpose. <laughs> Critical um, role. Critical role. I'm, the adventure is here. The geeks are. <laughs> but I don't know. I think. <laughs> Um, are you yeah. are you trying to sing that live? I was going to, but I'm not going to because we are live live now. And live live. Live live. Geeks with kids. Always starting off on a strong footing. Uh <laughs> joining me today, David and Hawk. How's it going, guys? Hey. It's good. going okay. I'm great when I interrupt you during the intro so yeah, yeah. that the intro is all fucked up. That's, I love it. It, it, it's it, on it it is it is as a as someone who interrupts the gm while we're trying <laughs> to play D D, I understand i understand why your motives mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I, I am revenge motivated that's correct yes speaking of uh gms we're talking about uh critical roles um vox machina the second season which just finished last friday that's what we're talking here today because god damn it was good and, it was very good, and I'm pretty sure two out of three of us kickstarted that that uh, animated series. Did, yeah, I've got like dice and a hat and everything. I like, wish I got the dice and the hat and and the little like plushy and stuff. I definitely I didn't get the plushy. I know Britt did, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm a 30 year old year old man. I don't I don't need plushies. I'm good. <laughs> like I yeah. need hard plastic figures. Is that's what true. I need. That's, that's why I got a 3D printer, and that's why Harcroft has one, right? So that uh, mm-hmm. you could have. <laughs> yeah, that's why Harcroft. That's why my brother bought a 3D printer, so he would print things for me. Like <laughs> that's a fringe benefit, but that's not why. I I do appreciate that Hawk has joined in on the Vox Machina. Like we got him to join to to watch it last season coming in as a total noob and now he like you very much enjoyed it at least you did the first season and we'll find out what the second season holds for you but before that let's do what's good what's good i'm gonna go with dave dave what's good oh shit oh uh <laughs> fuck shit uh oh what's uh, good is what is our weekly little thing where we talk weekly? about <laughs> yeah, weekly our, our our little segment where we talk about the things that we're really enjoying right now um it could be anything really well uh, we finished Valheim. Finished. We Game killed. Over. We killed the last boss that's out right now, which was not that which, hard. No, uh, it was probably one of the better bosses. It was fun. Um, though. It was really. And fun. that I'm so glad because I'm so done cra- mining and well, not mining, but like just so done farming constantly. I liked farming. <laughs> if the server's open. You go farm <laughs> to your heart's content. Um, but uh, so we're playing. We're playing Back for Blood again. Yes. And, uh, we, we're Ooh, we're nice. gonna beat it. Like again, because uh, there's been three expansions basically since the last time we played, uh, and it's yeah. been great. Uh, everyone else has to rebuild everything because everyone else has it on Steam now instead of uh, Game Pass. X- Actually, well, Joe Smoldy has it on one of my friends. Uh, he has it on PlayStation now instead of Game Pass. So he's playing on his PS5, and you guys moved from Xbox Game Pass on PC to Steam. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. It's like it's the this game is great. <laughs> It's got it's got everything. Um, the one downside is that it doesn't have. What? <laughs> Eric just pulls out a comically large medieval times cup, and if we're not going to comment on that, we're just going <laughs> to just just like oversized goblet. I wanted the tanker. bigger one, but they didn't. And I'm have supposed it. to just like not laugh. Do they call that a tankard? No, no, it's because like, it's. That's a, because it's a glass. Oh, 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 sorry, I didn't. It's so one. tall. It is. Why? It is, but it's fancy. What the hell? No, that's like a, a giant's wine that's glass. A, that's a pimp cup. 
<laughs> that's the cup. That's the cup. Um, that at the end of Indiana Jones, if you pick that one, your hair <laughs> turns, your hair turns purple. I choose. <laughs> I, 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 I... I've chosen poorly. No, um, they actually, you've chosen mediocrely. <laughs> <laughs> they they had so many. Like we went for my my friend Mallory was the queen at medieval times in Toronto. Um, remember, Dave, we were going to go for your birthday. I remember that we did not go for yeah. my birthday. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, well. <laughs> we should we should go again. Hawk, you you, you definitely should come with us. Um, we're going to go when Brittany comes up this year. So oh, cool. Whatever yeah, I definitely Whatever have to go. Is. I told her to come, yeah. not when it's cold. <laughs> so yeah, summer no, October twenty eighth awesome. is not exactly a warm day no, typically. No, no. So um, yeah, um, we went uh, for my my friend's last queen engagement, and we all got cups and stuff. I already have a tankard at home, so I didn't feel the need. But I don't have any fancy like big ass glasses, and they came with one of those lights inside, those comically Ooh. like light changing ones. So. You know, I was yeah. fun drinking a, I don't know, some sort of slushy drink in that that had way too much sugar. There's a very special um, experience when you get drunk at medieval times. Yes. It's not like getting drunk anywhere else. And it was funnier because we knew the queen, so we yeah. would yell at her <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And then she would do like in-jokes throughout the thing and we'd die laughing and everyone would be like what the fuck's wrong with these it's, people it's really unfortunate <laughs> i imagine to be a children's birthday party when any of us are at a medieval times that's we go at night screaming at your night <laughs> to unhorse the other night yeah you know oh my god um, throw you know throw dirt in his i get you know pocket sand and stuff like that mm. and meanwhile the kids are just like mommy why are the men yelling at the <laughs> why do they smell like beer <laughs> they smell funny yeah Oh, it, it was a it was a lovely time. Um, and they have like they they change the the storyline every couple of years. So we had like a rogue night in the storyline and stuff. That was so cool. Anyway, enough of medieval times. Yeah, um, that was a good interlude. It was. But, it was. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be for back for blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start streaming it when we when we play it. Um, I've, yeah, I just didn't feel like streaming the other night, so I didn't. Yeah, me neither. I was yeah, I was tired. Just, but yeah. 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 Maybe it'll we can be, end up good. getting it's Hawk fun. to play. Like it's stupid cheap to buy, or just or a dollar for Game Pass. Right? Well, he like, doesn't have a gaming PC, but yeah. um, oh, but we could. You could always just up your oh on PlayStation. PlayStation oh, that's right because you can. It's, it's on. Play, it's a. It's PlayStation Extra. Yeah, which is seven dollars yeah. more. I don't know how much it is. It's probably less yeah. than that. Um, and it, yeah, you can download it and play it. And I don't know. Mm. Oh, well, nobody needs the expansion because I have the expansion. The only thing you don't get is that, like, I get three more. I think it's three Four. more characters. Four. Four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I only I only tried one hang, the old uh, Asian man who stabs food and makes it better. I feel like if Steve was playing, he'd play hang just so he could use that accent. Oh, oh, oh fuck. No, please. Emotional no. Emotional damage. Oh, no. I yep. sent him uh, a, a, you know, a, a meme or whatever video from YouTube, a Vine. And it was about like Asian parents or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know if I if I heard him worse or if he uh, if he laughed. He's not responded. <laughs> He's also been MIA on many, yeah, everything. <laughs> remember, remember when Steve was on Geeks with Kids? It's Pepper Farm remembers. We were um, I was I saw him on Saturday um because I was getting biltong, which is a South African like jerky type mm. uh, meat. It's delicious. It's, um, there's a place in Oakville that sells it and 
he had the brio he picked up the logic oh, okay, brio okay. for me yeah so he ended up going just because like you should get this meat it's delicious so, so he ended up getting like i don't know 40 dollars worth of meat and then some extra other stuff and i was like yeah damn straight he, it but he's not lying when he says it's expensive to be your friend because you convince it's people to buy exotic meat <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. The next time I um I see only Hawk, the I'm freshest like, South African meat oh, for so Eric's good. friends. It's so good. Um, Hawk, what's good? Bill Tongue is good. I should bring some to you, and you can just be like, "Yes, now I have to go to Oakville to get these meats." Uh, for me, the the <laughs> thing I'm into the most right now is uh, Horizon Forbidden West, a uh, game from last year, obviously. I got last year, um, but I ended up putting aside because Elden Ring came out, and then I just completely pretty much forgot about it. But you also bothered. had a PS4 at the time, so now you're playing I on did PS5. have a PS4. Yes, which is why I reloaded it and got the PS5 version, and once I really started into it, I'm 70 plus hours into it now. So. Nice. Yeah. Did you get to Vegas yet? Yes, I did. I have my breather. Good. I got the breather. Good. Yes. Um, right now, I'm looking. For, I'm trying to get a sun. I'm trying to get the sun wing override. Oh, yep. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I know where you are. Yeah. I know exactly where you are in that game. That game is so good. I never finished it because Elden Ring came out, and then I started playing that, and then something else came out. And I didn't finish Elden Ring. I gotta finish all these games I have. I know. And then this game one day so we're gonna play Gotham Knights. I, I'm almost done that. That's the worst part about it, is that I'm so close oh. to the end of it. Because oh. I played it up until I got Midnight Suns. And oh, now, yeah. now because um, Midnight <laughs> Suns is amazing and way better than Gotham Knights. <laughs> well, but Midnight Suns is single player. Single player, yeah, that is unfortunate. Um, mm. Yeah, I really do got to get back to that. I got to get back to uh, Horizon Forbidden West, especially since I'm going to be playing the expansion in like a week or two. Two weeks? I don't know. The three and one day I'll finish the VR Last one. of Us. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I'm going to get Last of Us on PC soon. That's coming out on yeah. PC in March. I'm sure it looks good enough on your PS5 that you don't need it on PC. I don't. I don't have the part one on my PS5. Um, I only have the remastered version. You know. Fucking Skyrim syndrome. I know, but when is it, when is it coming out for the Vita? <laughs> I can play it on my Steam Deck. That's the good thing. Like that's what I want. I could stream it to my Vita if I wanted to, right? Because there's that's still true. game streaming from the PS4 to the the PSP or Vita. Vita sorry. But not so part I one. Could... Only remastered. Yeah, I know. Too I... many editions of this. Too many. Yeah, it's it's just like, <sighs> yeah. I'm sure it's made them a lot of money. Good. Yeah. Good for them, yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Anything else? Hockey Horizon. So awesome. It's so awesome. Right, it's beautiful game. Uh, I think we did a review on it, did we not? Or did we not? Because we got into Elden Ring. I don't Ring. think we didn't do, we didn't, I don't think we ever did a review on it, um, which is kind of a, a real foresight in that um, one of the things that's really sticking out for me is the music, how good that <sighs> score is. Yeah. But then it got overshadowed, <laughs> overshadowed by Bear McCreary's God of War. Yep. And then yep. the Elden Ring score, also amazing. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of, it sort of got lost in the Loop. No, there was an episode, March 2nd, number 186, Elden Ring, Lost Ark, Horizon, Forbidden West, and some Peacemaker talk. Oh, yeah, the rent. The, 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 the Google the, machine shows me all the Geeks with Kids episodes I need to see. That was the what's good thing where we're like, let's bring something that we're really enjoying right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, we did a partial review. says uh, all right. over Lost Ark? Only, yeah, that is that time. Um, 
Only I reviewed it, says Brent on the chat, um, which makes sense because I was really into it at that time. Um, for me, um, I can't talk about it because our embargo is till tomorrow, but we we got the PC port for Returnal and I really liked it on PS5. I never got to beat it because I ended up moving on to Horizon, I think it's what, what came in the way. Oh my God. Um, All these games, they just trump one they just and go one another. in like a row, so I never get to finish it. And oh man, I really got, Gotham Knights is the one I should just finish because I just don't want to go back into it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, I, I, I think I'll probably give like a, like initial, like what I think about it, like just a brief one on Wednesday when, embargo lifts so that's good um i look forward to that um i like that apparently our dead ice game is coming to a close maybe soonish i mean it could still take six fucking months right like it depends on how often we show up i've I've, we're in the end game now hawk um they're in the final chapter Brittany finally figured out what was going on like two weeks ago. We, we missed last After week. After I held their hands and took them to the greatest library in all the Forgotten Realms so they yeah. could figure out what was going on, yeah. basically. And the plot was revealed to them through a series of... NPCs. Uh, NPCs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very exciting. And I've, I've, I've weaved together a fucking intricate spider web of every Forgotten Realms video game that I've played, basically. <laughs> Like Neverwinter Nights and Baldur's Gate, Nicewind Dale. Yeah. Uh, so I really um, like it. Like I'm really enjoying <laughs> it, and I'm looking forward to us um, moving onward and upwards. On, and long. always twirling, twirling, <laughs> twirling, <the> twirling, <laughs> twirling towards freedom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we don't know what's uh, what's after what? it. No, uh, we don't. But you know, I gotta figure out how to like. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta finish a thing before we can start. Finish a new it. Thing, add so. new people. Get rid of people. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Eric's Eric's out. <laughs> We're gonna figure out where it goes. Anyway, um, really good. Um, news. I guess. Uh, Super Bowl was yesterday. Someone won. I don't know who. It went uh, to overtime, and my friend's team lost, so they're very upset. Was it Philadelphia? Wasn't the Eagles? The Eagles was, lost. Wasn't the Eagles? Oh, okay. The Eagles lost. Yeah, the birds either. lost. But here's the thing: they would have rioted in Philadelphia regardless of the outcome. In fact, they were pre-rioting, as I understand. Oh. I mean, riot might maybe a strong term this time because, like, the last time they played, there it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you really, if you really want to get into the mentality of the Eagles fan, and that you should, everybody <laughs> should watch uh, Charlie's Home Alone uh, from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> go birds! <laughs> I yeah, there's will. been a bunch of uh, the oats. Oh, it's always sunny. Um, Instagram and whatnot have been posting a lot of stuff about because they did, they did, they've done like two Super Bowl episodes, I think, actually. I believe uh, they've done a few around football, not the. That one was actually based around like when the Eagles actually did make it to the bowl yeah. uh, versus the Patriots. Um, it was a two-parter. Um, they they did the whole thing, the uh, the invincible thing, as well. Yeah, where uh, the average average Philadelphian can trial for the Eagles. Did you see <laughs> that? What Brittany posted? Um, I think it was either Saturday or Sunday from her Instagram. It was yeah. someone getting married in Philadelphia with an Eagles wedding gown. Like it was just the logo all over it. I was like, "Oh my god, football!" <laughs> I there's just one thing I beg of people is don't wrap your. I mean, while I'm wearing a Starcraft shirt, don't wrap your identity in a in a thing like, especially something like a sports team. 
like be your own person and just like a thing, but don't make it your identity. You know, like it, it's so weird is that like people are like, oh, my sports team is my culture. And you're like, that's not that. That, that doesn't seem healthy. Not- did, did it just get bluer? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, during sports ball, Super Owl, Super Owl, they had a couple trailers come out. They had The Flash, they had uh, Fast X, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy the Volume 3, that which showed way too much. Why am I going different I, colors? I wa- you said that, and I watched it, and I was like, okay, I still don't know what's going on. Yeah, but they're, they're showing lots of stuff i don't know i i, I would have been fine not watching that and just going into the theater unfortunately um they had a bunch of small spots for dungeons and dragons on our month yeah they had um there was oh my personal favorite the rise of the beast transformers tv spot which was actually a porsche commercial yeah it was a porsche commercial and not uh, it showed none of the beasts from Rise of the Beast. No, none of the Maximals. They showed, op- op- they, they showed Optimus Primal, but it was just him going, bah! Oh, okay. Which yeah. I think is in another trailer. It is so. in the first trailer. I'm Ron Perlman. Yeah, I, I like Ron Rawr. Perlman, but he's not Optimus Primal to me. The problem is Peter Cullen did Optimus did, Primal yeah. as well, so it's yeah. kind of... for I, like, I'm fine with Ron Perlman. He has a great voice, and he sounds, yeah. sounds sort of like... He sort of sounds like him, which is nice. At least yeah. he's not sounding like Hellboy. Oh, I don't know. That's I'm not going to see that in theaters, but I will see it eventually, and then I will. I want to. I I like the I like the beast uh, machines. I like them a lot. Like when I was older. the problem is I didn't see Rhinox or Cheetor or Rat Trap. So no Rat Trap means point? I don't get to see it in theaters. Or, or Tigertron, right? Like Air Razor. Where the fuck are the Max? Where the cool kid? Like we. Oh, you can have Optimus Primal. It's like we already have Optimus Prime. Like I wonder. We already got one. Are they doing the? What were the Decepticons? Predacons. Predacons, yeah, baby. shit. Oh, yes. Optimus Prime. We meet again. Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tarantulas, Black Arachnia. You know what sucks is that Bumblebee was really good, that movie. I really enjoyed that movie. But Bumblebee? Yeah. It was yeah, a fun, it like, 80s movie. This one's set it's in the, the 90s. The, there's two good Transformers. Transformers 1 and Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. And, the yeah. you know, the 1986 or whatever it is. What has Pete, good. Pete Davidson? Is, is the new one have Pete Davidson? Is he in the new Transformers? Did he did he fuck Optimus Prime too? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it has Anthony Ramos from In the Heights, so that's one I why I want to see it. Pete Davidson's the voice of a Transformer, by the yeah. Which one is he? The is he the Porsche? He's playing Mirage. Oh, okay. So the Porsche, yeah, the the one the trailer had. He, oh, okay. Well, sure. Whatever. Fair, fair enough, I guess. Sure. How? That's the least like hot take on like okay. Could get a could get a voice actor, or we could get a comedian for some reason to play a character. Because it's not like he's doing performance capture for it. If he's just doing the voice, which, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. He's not. Michael that... Bay doesn't do performance capture. He just does CGI. Yeah, that's right. Fair. That's fair. Uh, it's oh, too bad, actually. You think that'd be pretty good? Yeah, that'd actually pretty be pretty dope to have Transformers performance capture. Yeah, but I'm sure he's just like Weta, make it good, or ILM, make it good, <laughs> make it good, <laughs> make things go boom. I mean, a James Cameron Transformers movie would probably, especially a Beast Wars movie, would probably be pretty dope. Well, I saw Avatar too, and it was gorgeous. It was yeah. long, but it was mm. gorgeous. It was was better, it a good movie? It was better than the first one. Mm. Really. But, yeah, I liked it better. Um, so, what movie? What story is this one 
that came to him in a dream. Which this, the first one is Fern Gully or Dances yeah. with Wolves. Yeah. Dances with last Wolves, time I think. This one is uh, uh, the Brave Little Toaster. Uh, dude, like, oh, it was um, what was that? Um, Mel Gibson. We're back, maybe. What's uh, that Mel uh, Gibson movie where um, the Patriot? The Patriot. There's there's hints of Patriot in this because I was like, is this gonna happen? And then it happened. Um, there's there's like. Well, the Patriot, there's a very specific inciting incident. So if that's what happens, that's pretty fucking dark. Um, there, there are some dark things in it. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, there, I don't know. Like, it, the one thing that really bothered me about Avatar 2 is Sigourney Weaver does not sound like a teenager. And she's playing she a teenager. She plays a teenager. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, it's like, this is Sigourney Weaver. Just going higher. <laughs> like, did, whatever. Did they also bring back Giovanni Ribisi? Because he was in the first movie, yes, but okay, but in a different way. All right, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just feel like he's Do not. You, are you enough. guys going to watch actor, it? So no, right. no. Yeah, one day. <laughs> okay. what, but I don't on, care. He not, he's in. Not. He's in a. He's in like a, like in a video call. That's like a, a like a. a oh, a video, okay. Video recording. That's how he sure. shows up. Okay. Um. Even like the the only real people from the first one are, um, Jake Sully and. His wife, I don't remember her name. Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana, yeah. They're the only. Natiri. Yeah, Natiri. They're the only real people to return in the second movie. Like they have the scientists and stuff occasionally show up, but they're hardly in it. Uh, for Still some reason, I have the first movie on like special edition Blu-ray, and I don't remember where I got it from. <laughs> I just I Present? have it. I I think someone just went. I don't want this, and like, and just was like, "All right, I have a collection it's, of Blu-rays." It's so. funny because I think back to that movie and I saw it twice in theaters, and I'm like, "Why did I see it twice in theaters?" And the only reason I can think of is someone wanted to go, to, and they're like, "Can you come with me?" And I'll be like, "Okay," because <laughs> I, I like movie popcorn. I I know exactly when I saw that because I saw the movie on I think on its second run, and oh, I was yeah, visiting I a friend in Welland. And we went to see it in, I think, because Welland doesn't have a theater, right? So we um, went to the sink. No, no, Thorold oh, does. Thorold does. But I not think we went to sink. I think we went to um, St. Catharines. Uh, yeah, Penn Center. Uh, no, I don't I don't know. It's, this is like 15 years ago. But it, it, it was in 3D, but <laughs> this oh. is not a theater meant for 3D. <clears throat> I saw it in high frame rate, like The Hobbit. And yeah. it's still fucking weird. Like it's just too smooth and too like, like there's no motion blur, so it just feels like a video game all the time, or at least at times. Um, but there were moments where it just like it looked so real. It was crazy, so cool. <laughs> I want to see a Navi call someone sugar tits. Because <laughs> Mel Gibson, I was talking about a uh, thing. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh, yeah. Yes. Um. No. Yeah, I'm always reminded that Funhouse did like a bit, and they played the recording of Mel Gibson. Oh and yeah. And they're like, because they're like, they're like hype. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. And they play it, and they just one by one get up and leave the room. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my God. It's, oh God. I know we were it's talking. Bad. Yeah, I know we were talking about this uh, off air, but what did you guys think of the Flash trailer? Hawk. Uh, I actually, I, I actually really like the trailer itself. You know, uh, it made me excited for the movie. Yeah, ba- just based on that alone, I still have a lot of reservations about going to see it, though. Yeah, same. Um, I have reservations. It looks 
neat. Um, I did not expect Zod to show up. I didn't know he was no. coming back. So that's the one thing I'm just like, oh, I want to see that because I want to see how Supergirl would deal with that. Would she snap his neck? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because Superman would. Um, I Ezra Miller is an iffy person to me. And I don't know. I just... I don't. I, I, I don't like him in in general. So, we'll we'll see. I we'll see. <laughs> David. Yeah. I did not really see. Now that I've looked up the movie and I see the director, and I'm like, man, I really liked Mama, which uh, the Guillermo del Toro produced, written horror film, and it right, and it part and, one and, and part two. So Andy clearly, Machete, right? Yeah, clearly yep, yep. a very good director whose work I like. Like I cried during it too. Uh, but that's a, a personal thing. So yeah. uh, at the beginning, it wasn't like the the monster didn't scare me. It was, uh, <laughs> this, um, it was uh, there was a very fresh uh, wound. So yeah, uh, at the time. But uh, it's like oh, but I really don't want to support Ezra Miller. Just the behavior has been fucking terrible. Yeah, and and I don't and I think like genuinely like I think WB is like exploitative of like you have two you have two options and one is like. WB is exploiting someone who needs help or someone is just a real bad person, you know? So like you kind of have either way, I think it's bad. Um, and I, I also don't think the trailer looked very I good. I feel like this is them. Like James Gunn is saying how much he enjoys the film, but I think this is them being like, this is our chance to reboot. Like this is based on flashpoint, um, which yeah. broke into the new 52 when, um, Barry Allen goes back in time and saves his mom and just fucks up everything. Um, yeah. And I like that storyline a lot. Like I like even the animated they, movie they did. They did do it on Arrow, or I guess the Flash, yeah. and they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was not bad. And Ezra Miller was on that show as the Flash. <laughs> yeah, he did. He showed up. Um, it was unexpected. So, I mean, I I'm down for seeing Ben Affleck come back as Bruce Wayne. I like yeah, him as Batman good. for the last time, I guess. Now, yeah, but. Michael Keaton looks good but i i I think that michael keaton overshadowed everyone else in that trailer i mean that's the problem right is that like if i go to see the movie it's gonna be for not the flash which means michael keaton for sure well then you know and potentially supergirl i also think it really sucks that they buried batgirl yep like one of my friends wrote was like well you know i I blame misogyny which you know it's probably not actually the reason but if you want to it's um it plays a part in it Yeah. yeah um but they were like well Batgirl is like the old continuity and the Flash gets to be the, the new continuity. I'm like, well, then it doesn't matter, right? Like the Dark Phoenix came out eventually. Um, new Mutants came out eventually. Yeah, like who cares, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it makes, I don't know. I'm going into accounting and I don't understand how you write a movie off. A full movie. Like that's not, that's not how that works. No. Well, like um, an HBO spent Max, the money. Like wrote right? off Westworld and just took it off their services. Well, Westworld is now going somewhere else, right? We is got it? good news. Oh, yeah, I, I was reading. Oh, uh, th- are they else? actually going to finish it? No, uh, I don't think so. It's probably just going to a streaming service because they took it off of HBO Max to stream. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I. It's so weird. Like, I really like Flashpoint as a story. I like Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon was great as Zod. I think. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. So, him. like, 
It's just the Flash that I have an issue with in this. Is it is it weird that we'll the central character of the story you have a problem with? Is it weird that we would see you know Man of Steel Zod or adjacent Zod? Right. It's just like the same thing where it's in Marvel where it was like it's the same character from a different universe, so they look the same, and you're like, well, it's the difference. Um. Or is it, it like is it Man of Steel Zod or is it a different Zod? Yeah. And I so is this is this Supergirl actually Henry Cavill Superman's cousin or is it because it kind of doesn't matter? Which is um, funny because in in the Snyderverse, Supergirl landed like hundreds of years before before Kal El. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a comic that they tied into Man of Steel, um, <laughs> which is apparently canon for the Snyderverse. Sure, whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I like it would be interesting to see the reverse happen in this movie. I don't know. We'll see what happens in June or July whenever that movie comes out. It took me so long to watch Black Adam and I did not come out of that going. I'm glad I watched it. That movie's terrible. Terrible. Although, There's so many things I wanted to like about it, but Dr. it's Fate just not was worth so it. good in that movie. He was so good in that movie. I mean, you put you he, can put any sixty to seventy year old actor in just about any movie now. If they take it seriously, they're going to do it. Just like you know, if it's half decent writing, they're going to be amazing. So, the first fair. 25, 20, 25 minutes of the Black Adam, I was like, oh, this seems like it's shaping up to be a decent film. With then, now. <laughs> yeah, this guy is incredibly dangerous. He could be more powerful than Superman. Better get some teenagers on the case. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, the better dude, get not Superman on the, it. Henry Winkler is in everything right now. Yeah, right. He was in that, and in Vox Machina. he was in the Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah, yeah. I was unexpected to see him in that movie. Oh man, that oh black. I Adam love man. that. Uh, even though Henry Winkler is so far removed from my generation, yep. I, he's been in so many things, like Arrested Development. Right, that's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, that. I could recognize him by voice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Like you must have seen Happy Days at least in the rerun. It was on form, right? All I the did time. not see how ha- I watched 66 Batman. I watched the Three Stooges, Abbott and Costello, you know. Man, Happy Carol Days was on YTV Met. all the time. But mm-hmm. I never saw I never watched Happy Days. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And of course and of course Happy like days. Henry recently won an Emmy in that for his role in Barry as oh, Gene yeah, Cousineau. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a show I need to. Oh, see, it's so good. I need to it. finish yeah. that to, uh, show too. I'm still in season one. I was honestly sitting around last night being like, I need to watch something. What am I going to watch? And I finally finished um, Calamity from uh, EXU, which is Critical Role, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. It's a four part. It's just it's four, like yeah. super short. It's that's like 20 we hours. To, to watch, right? It's very, yeah. it's very good. Yeah. Brantley Mulligan is a phenomenal GM. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, and then I watched the I watched uh, the wrap up. I only saw the first episode, and it was really good. I haven't, dude. It's so good. I've, it's so good. <laughs> um, and then so I'm like, well, I guess I'll start, you know, catching up on Critical Role. I'm only seven months behind. Uh, that's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, I'm so far behind on that. But yeah, I, I should just start watching Barry. Nick. I should finally just. You like, really should. I mean, like, it's that. an e- it's such an easy watch. Or they're only like about half hour episodes each. Yeah. There's like eight per season and it's just it go it alternates between this really, really dark, funny comedy and that to this really like, you know, em, these emotional highs and lows and that it's of a guy. That and Veep that oh, I think I, I need to Veep. I think I need to watch Veep. But also I have Westworld <laughs> and I, I've only seen the first episode of the first <sighs> season. It's so good. 
So I don't know. But the problem I have with HBO is like if they don't finish a show, I they don't want to watch it. Then don't so, watch it. So well, like when I found out Chernobyl was gonna be more than one season, everyone's like, Chernobyl's amazing. I'm like, I'm sorry. This historical it's be more event, than one season? Well, the first season doesn't finish the story. Like, and I understand, like, technically speaking, you can't finish telling a story about history, but there's more there's more they need to tell in a Chernobyl part two. And so like they leave it open like as a sequel open. It's like why would this need a sequel? This is so I've not watched Chernobyl for us. that reason. The Last of Us is the sequel. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't think he's he's leaving uh, Last of Us to go do Chernobyl too. No, no. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, like Chernobyl pretty much book that, it. What bothers me about it so much? Like, God. I was legit like about to start it. And my friend was like, well, they kind of just left it open for a sequel. And I'm like, how do you have a, se- what for the, fa- is the next episode, the next season, the fall of the USSR? What are we talking about? Like that's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Know. So Craig, Craig Mazin said, there's not going to be a second season. No, no. Why was- so I, it, I should it, just watch it, but if yeah. it ends, it's such a weird thing to like, I don't know if it ends on a cliffhanger, but it just imagine no, it like does. if it ended on a cliffhanger and be like, what? <laughs> Like I could just go read Wikipedia. I know. No. Watch watch Chernobyl, you know. Yeah, whether you know yeah. whether there's <laughs> whether there's a second season, which obviously there won't be in that. No. It is a it's series, it bookends itself. It starts Red out says, of, yeah, Chernobyl to Chernobler. <laughs> Chernobler. Chernobyl better. Craig Mazin said that if he came back to do a Chernobyl season two, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like him coming back to do a sequel to that. It would be him doing another disaster. Like it would be another disaster of equal proportions, but he's I doing mean, the Last of Us. So, could you imagine like the great uh, molasses flood of like 1870? <laughs> Have you guys heard of this? <laughs> no. Oh, this what? is a real thing. Molasses is a liquid, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's very viscous, and boiling molasses, like like thousands of liters of it. Eric, you're fucking up, man. Thousands of liters like boiling molasses like flooded a town in the United States in the 1800s, Jesus. and like tons of people. It's a it's a terrible disaster, like awful. But but I remember reading that as a kid, being like Mol- molasses, the stuff like my mom uses to make cookies, molasses. That like it's sort of like you know the 1930s, the Blob, where you're like that thing's gonna ki- that just big slow moving mass is gonna kill us all one day. What are you talking about, like? It's like the steamroller or the, in Austin Powers that just slowly inches towards you. Like, I just get out of the way. You'll be fine. Move. But yeah. I mean, there's just so many puns, you know? It's like this was a particularly sticky situation. Oh, oh here we go. M- Mazin said he was more definitive in his answer. All, with all due respect to Decider, but the definitive answer to the headlines question, will there be a season two of Chernobyl, is no. <laughs> so, no. There it is. There it is. Oh, thanks for putting the link about the great molasses Yeah, the great molasses flood of Boston, Massachusetts happened in 1919. They can't deal with their tea. They can't deal with their... (laughs) 21 people died. Jesus. Um, Could you imagine dying by molasses? Oh, I don't... I don't know. Um, It would be like how Tasha Yar died. (laughs) 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 Oh, Star Trek Picard starting this week. Yes, that's, it is. that's something I'm excited. Um, and apparently, 
I'm going to just do a bunch of news right now. Uh, John Wick 4, is run, its runtime is ridiculously long. Um, oh, how long? It's a they said there's a super long car chase. Apparently it's as long as Interstellar. Um, so, a- so that is, how long is that? Um, Interstellar. 169 minutes with credits. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I mean, At two hours, 49. So it's just a shy bit under three hours of John Wick this with, year. With credits. Um, that That's great. <laughs> I, I can't wait for John Wick 4. Apparently, yes. um, apparently Ted Lasso, the, the one of the executives for Apple, said that there might be a season four. They're trying to convince um, the the team to do it. Yeah, because this was the season three is supposed to yeah. be the last one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season hmm. three is supposed to be the last one, but I don't know if they 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 were like, "Here's a dump truck of money. Would you yeah. like to make more Ted Lasso? It makes people it happy." In these the sad problem times. is though, that doesn't mean the last season is going to be good, yeah. right? No, or the next one, but season three like was the one. That's that what they, sorry, yeah, if they make another one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, other news. Wait, a streaming service wants to continue a show that people like. I know. And it is high quality. What are you talking about? Apple TV has some really good TV shows if you've not seen it. Um, they have the Jon Stewart uh, thing, don't they? Yeah. Yep. Slow Horses. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they have, um, so. what's that one with um, the dude from Parks and Rec? Um, There's a lot of people in, from Parks and Rec. <laughs> I know. I should have been more. Um, good Lord. Uh, Adam Scott. What's he in that? What's that? show he's in oh they're making a new season of party down yeah 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 Hawk, have you that. not seen party down no it's oh, very that's an funny old tv show yeah that, that, like it's been like nine years since the last season okay like, i feel like it's been longer than that um party down was originally on from 2009 yep. i think they had two seasons 2009 yeah. 2010 i think it was two seasons yeah created by rob thomas paul rudd uh, some other people that I don't think people are gonna know. Rob okay. Thomas of of uh, I Zombie, Veronica Mars, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, it has um, one of the dudes from Silicon Valley, uh, Martin Starr, Martin Jane Starr, Lynch, yeah. Lizzie Kaplan, Ken Marino, Adam Scott. Yeah, it's it was like a, a Megan Mullally. It was a lot of people before they like kind of got big. Yeah. Um, Severance is the show I'm talking about, by the way, with Adam. Oh Scott. yes, it's yeah, like Lost in yet. an Office, which is crazy, and it's really good. Okay, and that—that's a very bad description of the show, but it's very good. Um, it's, I mean, I—I I recently found out what the like shtick is for it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's what I guessed. Oh, okay, I don't know if that's good or not, though. Like, <laughs> I guess that's I've also fair. been I've also been enjoying that. I think it's Echo Eight. Um, it's on Apple TV. It stars Luke Evans. Um, it's this great story in that about this. Um, this woman in that who's basically she's kidnapped in Colombia in that after she's she works for a drug company she's doing research into addiction and that and was studying this like you know, one village where there is no addiction issues. Um, anyways, she ends up getting kidnapped by a cartel in that after they find a this uh, a, a one of those army grade beacons in her backpack, which oh. her husband her husband put it in there because he's he was with special forces and his father runs like one of the biggest weapons contractors in the in the states. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so they think she's CIA. What is this on? Cuz I'm trying to find it and I, I keep finding Apple, like, Apple I, TV. I, okay. I, I I can't find it on IMDb. You send it to me later so I can watch it. Um Sure. 
I'm surprised Dave didn't talk about um, physical 100. <laughs> well, we it's not done, right? It's not like done. that's true. It's that's, very good because I'm not. It's not good until it's done. Like okay. I'm so annoyed that I have to wait every to Tuesday the... <laughs> for new episodes. Fair. Is that midnight or no? At three in the morning, right? I think yeah. West Coast time. Yeah, um, I have to sleep tonight though. I have class good. in the morning. I do. I have. Uh, <laughs> have to go to a funeral tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah, Lord. I know. Fun times. Um, last piece of news. Fine, you win. I know. <laughs> fine. Um, last piece of news. Uh, Mattel and Minecraft have partnered for some DLC and toy lineup. It's uh, called, uh, what's it called Camp Enderwood DLC map and toy line. Um, it's it's actually a free map that uh, they're releasing on the marketplace, so you can actually just go and play in it and have like activities and stuff. Um, my kids play Minecraft, so it's good to have this. And they the toys that they've released actually quite good quality so um it looks really good i don't know if you guys play minecraft my my kids played more than me um, i used to yeah yeah it looks really cool like i've 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 downloaded for them they've enjoyed it it's you know it's free it's cool um i they've started asking for toys so <laughs> now i'm just like i guess they're well made it's mattel so you know um it it's fun Especially in this, these cold times, to have something <laughs> for them to be like, oh, remember when we camping and we, you can ride horses camping. You can remember we used to roast marshmallows and stuff. And uh, it, to be honest, I'd rather them play Minecraft than Roblox because Roblox is garbage, hot garbage. That's fired. <laughs> That's right. Fair enough. And damn straight. And I don't want my kids asking for more ro- Robux. I'm not getting them Robux. damn cards of digital currency that's for me to spend steam <laughs> steam bucks or whatever they're called um or um playstation stuff i don't remember anyway uh check it out it's free um it's on minecraft it's free on there it's on the marketplace i don't know like there's a new map i don't even know how that works so they have a marketplace where people can build maps and or um or companies you know build things like for the nintendo i know there are like sets all right you could have like a star wars like uh like tile set essentially Mm -hmm. right like stuff like that these are pre-built worlds so they okay like you can go and so for the switch like we just got the switch version because i don't want them taking my computer all the time so uh (laughs) um in there they have like a mario world that's all set up in minecraft and has like mario Mm -hmm. assets and stuff and has sound effects it's really cool on pc um, because they added RTX um, uh, ray tracing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They have ray tracing built maps. So uh, NVIDIA made maps specific for that so that they could showcase, hey, look, Minecraft can look pretty <laughs> with the sun and all these things. Um, and then it runs slowly at times because it's ray shading. It's Minecraft. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, not that bad. The what, I think Bedrock is the current build. Jav Jav is the one that's bad for me at least. Um yeah, anyway. Kids are having fun with it. It's free. Go go check it out. Let's get to the real show. Because we're talking about Vox Machina. It ended. Twelve episodes. Um The first thing I want to ask you guys, we both we're all familiar with the show. We all watched the first season. We I'm pretty sure we did a review about it last year. Maybe. I think so, yeah. I feel like so. Um Dave get on that <laughs> before that uh, were you familiar with the show if we if we didn't do it like were you familiar with the uh, critical role and their their fun oddities dave 
Are you, d- dude? I I knew about Critical Role before there was a Critical Role because How? I used to watch. I used so I used to watch Tabletop on Geek and Sundry. Yeah, I used to watch that Geek too. and Sundry was founded by Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. Yep. And they heard about. I mean, people who would know Critical Role would know the story that they were yep. they the the cast of Critical Role was approached by them. Mm-hmm. To, well, Felicia Day apparently specifically to put their D and D show on YouTube yeah, and Twitch that. and whatnot because it was like, and this is like this is a long time ago. This is like eight years ago now. It's kind of crazy. Longer to think than about that, that, isn't it? Wow, it, it might. Yeah, it's quite a while. Yeah. Um, maybe it's 2013, 2014, something like I that. I think it's, it was before I got married, and I got married in twenty thirteen. Wow. Um. So I was like, uh, a D and D game. That's a bunch of fucking voice actors. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. So I watched it live on Twitch uh, because back then I was, you know, in my early 20s and or mid 20s, maybe, and could not get as much sleep and stay up until 4 a.m. or whatever because Mm. they're, you know, West Coast. So I've been on that bandwagon for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I was an OG critter, uh, but I never, I never, like, I never got involved. I don't want to be, like, in their Twitch chat. They were, it's, it's, it's weird to be like, I was there first. And it's like, no, it's fine. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yes, but exactly. um, I watched basically the entire first campaign live as it happened. Same, and then when same. the second one finally happened is when I kind of like let it go a little bit and start. So I'm intimately familiar with, you know, the legend. I have several of the books and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't plan on ever running in their campaign setting, but I Tal just Dora wanted the nice. I like the the yeah. artwork on it. I mean, I meant I, I like the oh, books. You know, and I have a ton of the comics, obviously. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, you know, comic nerd. So. Oh yeah, Hawk. You should read the Origins comics. They're very good. They're very good. Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I'll go because Hawk. You. I know where where you you land on this. Um. I yes. watched most of the first um, campaign, and then I fell off because it was long and it was late, and I was in between moving from Toronto to Guelph. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, it was just a lot of up in the air and, and then I was commuting like five hours a day. So I would try and listen to it and stuff, but it was long. And then I fell off. And then, um, my buddy Stu was like, you, have you heard about this, uh, critical role? I was like, I think that sounds familiar. And I got into it because of Felicia day. Cause I love geek and sundry and I had a crush on Felicia day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, there was that whole thing. And, uh, yeah. And then Stu was like, yeah, you should check it out. And I was like, and then I, I came back into it and then I was like, oh shit, I don't remember what happened in the first campaign of what I listened to. So I had to restart it. And then I got into the second campaign and whatnot in the third one. And then I haven't really gotten into much of the mighty nine, but, um, I will, I will eventually, I really want to finish the cat, um, the cataclysm four part series that David uh, put really, me onto really a couple weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. And I was also one of the Kickstarters like David here and Brittany, who's part of the show. Um, yeah, we all, we all pitched in money to get that small web series, <laughs> um, produced and it ended up being yeah, maybe turning into one of the biggest animated series ever. ever? Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, the animation Titmouse, man, they, they really, so good. Uh, they they, yeah, they upped their game. Yeah, Canadian. Oh, West Coast. Oh, all right, Hawk. 
Yes, I was completely unfamiliar with this. This was one of those shows where Eric says, you have to watch it. And usually, <laughs> if, if Eric is, t is bugging you to watch a show and that, then there's something to it. And that, that said, I have not familiar with the source material. I've, I've, I've learned a lot about it since then, but not, I haven't we, actually said that. We just keep on talking about it, so it's hard yeah. not to just get it and soak it in. <laughs> but that's what's so funny about going into and watching the series and that it's like this is not a typical D D series and that you know they do not you know and then like everybody started telling me and that the humor in it is based around like their the jokes and everything the you know the in between talks that they do during their you know between plays and roles and that mm -hmm. so and it makes it you know that it when you go in with that little bit of knowledge everything starts to make a lot more sense and that and but even if I hadn't known that, it would still stand out, like on a, stand on its own. In that the show is very good. Yeah, the, like yeah. what gives it it's even like what makes it even more solid is that they streamline so much of their awesomeness, and so mm -hmm. it's just like compact of all, all the good stuff without all the I don't want to say fluff because it's not really fluff. But there's a lot of like well other I stuff mean, in there. There's there's such a huge benefit to telling a story over five hours a week right and yeah. and doing that for two three years and then condensing that story and like just removing all the superfluous bits right yeah because there's some modifications um for the show yeah but you think like realistically if you're gonna write a script for a movie how much time are you gonna spend right like a hundred hours 200 hours something like that like that's probably how much time and then a rewrite maybe another 100 200 hours these people spent thousands of hours making the story and then picked the best parts and then connected it in in more realistic like that's how movies used to get made right people would write scripts for years mm -hmm. and that's why you get scripts like chinatown that are like this is amazing right that like this wasn't just made in 12 months um so there's tons of benefit and then they get to go over this again after they already have all that stuff and they already know what the best bits are because they've watched it again and again and again. And the fans, you know, talk about it. And then they go, well, you know what? That didn't work so great. So let's tweak that a little bit so we can make that better or more entertaining or funny or whatever. And not only so not only do you get good story, but they get to take the funniest bits that worked really well because these, you know, they're not comedians. They're voice actors. And, you know, so they're good storytellers. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not Bill Burr. No, but they are good. They're good. They're good improvers too. Yeah, right? and a but lot of that came also... out in this show, right? In their actual <laughs> game, which is which I like that they actually kept that in there. That it felt like it feels yeah. like a D and D game without it being like, "Hey, look, we're gonna roll dice here," right? Yeah. Uh, I I love like there are fun little things that you know D and D players like the door thing, like <laughs> like in the first yeah. season, like it killed me when that happened because that happened in their show, and the fact the fact that they put it in there was just so good. I it it's so special that it works on its own. Mm -hmm. Like Hawk can watch it and really enjoy it, right? And you really only need to be a fan of fantasy, yeah, and animation, right? You don't have to be like, well, I love D. It's like no, no, no. You don't have to like D and D to like this show. It's filling a very special niche uh, in animation where we don't. It's very high quality animation. Yep. It's very adult as well. Like yeah. the first season has nudity, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is so weird. I forgot. Uh, yeah, right. I was just like, yeah. oh, it's. I knew this show was for adults, but I didn't realize there was going to be like nudity. 
Um, and so much more, like, and a lot of swearing. And you know, I, I'm you know, I'm a big fan of all the blood, I'm a huge fan of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed but it, but it's not the second to it is either, yeah, it's you know, true. it's not shock factor or anything like that. It's just like to sh it's for impact, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that really, um, like that the idea of impact really comes to a head in the second season because, like, the animation style, storytelling, um, music, especially in episode 10 when Grog has his big battle. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like the culmination of this, of them. And like, what's great about this show is that the first season we got to really learn about Percy and his background. Right. Um, yeah. And then the second so season, good. the second season, we're getting more about Vax and uh, Vex. We got more about Grog, even a little bit about Pike. Pike was more first season than some of the second season. Well, Pike went on the journey in the first season. Yeah. Right. And this season is we're learning about where Pike came from, right? Yeah. This, that's what this season seems to be about, is where did everybody come from? Yeah. Except for, I mean, Percy. But, like, even... Because um, we already got Percy's. Uh, even even Keyleth, right? Like, we yeah. learn sort of where she came from. Like, and, and, like, there's... There's there's something about a, a, a TV show where you can see... You can actually see them grow. Like, mm -hmm. when we're playing D&D, &D, you, you know we level up and stuff and you know that's awesome where powers grow we get cooler stuff but in this it feels like they're earning these and we're yeah. earning it in the game too but um but are you? <laughs> sometimes sometimes our gm is just like these guys are pretty sad let's just, let's so just give them something. <laughs> but um in this like they're they're really earning like when grog gets his strength back and he finally gets those those gauntlets like man like yeah. You were rooting for him the whole time. And they were mm -hmm. singing like like the music in that sequence. I don't know if you had the subtitles on, but it was all about go um when we rage and rage motherfuckers, rage. And I was just sitting there was like, this is the best song ever. Like uh <laughs> um uh Sam, you know, he sang on on Critical Role, but nothing like this. Like he really like his singing skills are it's Incredible. so whack that he's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, just like, you know, normal guy from like New York. I was kind of on Broadway a little bit. And you're like, <laughs> he's like a premier voice director in in L.A. And his wife is like an Oscar winning. I think she won an, or is an Oscar or an Emmy. I don't remember. But like, you know, um, cinematographer mm -hmm. and. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I kind of like improvise songs because I did a little Broadway. And you're like, well, his improvised songs are pretty good. He's <laughs> stupidly funny. And then you're like, oh, well, then he also wrote like actual proper songs. Like mm -hmm. he helped write the theme song yep. for this show and wrote the theme song for... The... I mean, I think someone else wrote like the melody that they used at some point, And then it kind of all culminated. But the ready like, to roll that one? He did that one for the D and D Beyond commercial because he kept like that started because he he improvised something on stream and then they were like why don't you just make a song and we'll like turn that into an animated thing and then that animated thing turned into we should probably make a show like it's just yeah Critical Role is this like Katamari Damacy where eventually they're gonna take over the planet and then we're gonna the moon's gonna get sucked into the orbit and then the sun and Mercury you know like um yeah so. It, it it is. It has just sort of steamrolled. Critical Role Land. It's amazing. Oh my god! Could you imagine? I would. I would be down. I would. I would definitely cosplay, and I would definitely print out some Critical Role stuff eventually on my 3D printer. Um. So the first season <laughs> really dealt with the Briarwood um storyline, and this yeah. one is the first half of the Chroma Conclave. Uh, what do you think of how they dealt with 
um then finding the three vestiges and then eventually doing the big battle with the dragon at the end oh yeah by the way there's spoilers in this (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute they fight a dragon in this show what um what do you think of how they paced it out um, especially with all the origin stuff or yeah all that stuff in the this season hawk go yeah. I that was yeah th- that was a great way of breaking up the episodes and that and also like focusing like the season you know mm-hmm. uh, for me in particular like I said last season was about like you know Percy and like you know what happened with him and the you know the vampires and you're really like, getting to know the characters for the first time right yeah I learned a lot more about the characters and that it made me, you know it made me love them a lot more this season you know just seeing them going off on these different like uh, you know you know, looking for these vestiges and that, you know, the whole thing with Vex and, Va- and Vox and that, what happens with them and worry about like, you know, what's, what, what was going to happen to their relationship and that. Cause I, you know, it's like, I asked you in that, you know, like, you know, that's spoilers for anyone listening on that, but the scene where uh, Vex die, you know, dies and that, mm-hmm. and the, the Raven queen and that basically snips the connection between the two of them. Yeah, you know this thing that they'd had between them, like you know, ever since they were kids, they were the only people they could rely on. It was each other, and that, and it was like I was like, oh my god, is 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 there really is their relationship going to change after this? It doesn't, but um, no, I enjoyed it, and that uh, I love the a search for the vestiges, um, the whole thing with Grog, and that the whole storyline with Grog and like him keeping the dark sword. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Oh. Craven Edge, yeah. <laughs> Just talking to him like, give me, feed me. Wait, no, that's a um, little shop here, Horus. I'm basically the same in that. It's like I, I need blood. Well, that would be if Craven Edge went to Scanlan, right? Like Scanlan would be Seymour. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I hunger, Scanlan. I know Grog's like so much, too much, like such a sweetheart, and that to have such an evil weapon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was, and 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 I was a little surprised that they actually really cut down on some of the comedy that resulted between, like, when Grog first got Craven Edge and t- and it started talking to him, and he was so confused. And they they did move that scene because that scene was originally in Vasselheim, and he's in an outhouse talking to it. And there's this whole thing where Scanlan's like, "Are you okay?" Like the, the kind of awesome <laughs> yeah. powers, like you tell that dirt who's boss, buddy. Um, uh, and they kind of tone that down a little bit, I think. Yeah. And just because there's no need to really draw that out. And mm-hmm. if you want to watch yeah. that whole thing, you can literally just Google it. It'll be on YouTube. It's been clipped to death. Yeah. Um, but I did like the sort of difference. Because when you watch the show, when you watch the live game, the hunt for the vestiges wasn't like their goal, essentially. They were a little less... Um, they were They had sort of a less direct trajectory because the order of operations has changed a little bit too. Um, Cause there's, you know, different characters and things like that. They, they've kind of cut out some characters um, for, you know, expediency uh, because you can't go off on every side quest yeah. on a, you know, if you want to make 12 episodes a season from a thousand hours of content. Yeah. And you're only going to do so many seasons. So I like how, how focused they are. And I think they're doing a great job of still staying consistent with the characters because everything still feels earned. Nothing feels too rushed to me, Mm. which I'm sure was a huge debate for them, right? Because 
that would suck to yeah. f- for feel to make things not feel earned or, or yeah. to, to be rushed. You'd be like, wait a minute, how did you get that leap already? You know, like, yeah, they could have pushed spend... all of Chroma Conclave in season two, and I'm sure yeah. they would have done a good job. But I like that there was breathing room in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, to see the relationships that we know are coming down the line as well. All like the seeds were there in season one, but they're already starting. You're like, oh, okay, like that connection's. Yeah. I'm glad they've made that connection, you know, like the different like Vex and, and Vax, you know, like they, they you get the little hints that like they are growing up, right? Grog is growing up because some people have already kind of grow, grown up, right? Like Percy kind of grew up a little bit at the end of the last season. Um, and so now he gets to be the comic relief yeah. <laughs> in a lot of scenes. I was really yeah. surprised about Um <laughs> So I I mean yeah I thought I thought they did like a you know it's 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 weird it's perfect but the show has like a ten out of ten and it's like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah like it's got like perfect scores on every platform you can have because it's phenomenal like yeah yeah it's it's really it's it's astounding um we'll talk about Tip Mouse and his animation style later um because I want to talk about when them when they went full anime for the last three episodes uh, <laughs> the um. We were talking about the connections and Dave was talking about how they were sprinkling um, some stuff in in the first season. And really, we didn't get much of the supernatural stuff until we got into the Briarwoods when we got like the vampire-esque stuff. Um, but we Giant blue dragon, not supernatural enough for you? Oh, yeah. Dragon. <laughs> that's fantasy. Though. That can shape change? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this this year we went into gods and like and mm. like all of that type of thing. And really, the the first... Like one of the first images you see in Vox Maka in the first season is a raven in the title yep. sequence. And that has been there the whole time. It's not by accident. Not by accident. So I, I want to ask Hawk, like, did you notice that this was that they had been sort of hinting at this now? Like now that we see the the matron of uh, ravens. Yeah. It, once I saw it, the whole matron of, matron of ravens episode and that you can, like I said, those thin gold connections and that that you know with i i had just associated with vex and vex and vox um but you see like you know the mason ravens episode expands and that those threads connect everybody yeah yeah you know and they played like a big part and they're in they're right there in the title sequence to you know for everybody to see in the first first thing i didn't know what they were doing with that when i first saw it like i knew the the ravens was important but i i didn't know what the the lines were and i love that that's the connection like it, it it was such a cool thing um we also got to see some sphinxes this year more mm-hmm. dragons like all the dragons are amazing they also the voice cast this season oh my God. like we saw the first like the first season was amazing like i mean the first season we had david tennant david tennant right? right which always feels like holy shit david you know like oh they got they got doctor who that's so prestigious and gina torres and then you're right? like and then this season gina torres yeah um oh got, now we, we're gonna forget we his name the guy in the lance reddick ralph Ralph Innocent? Yep. Is that how you, like so good? Um, yeah, Lance Lance Reddick is phenomenal in, in as uh, as Thorneck. <laughs> yep. Um and then we got um uh uh Kelly Hugh as uh yep. as uh Anna Ripley. Oh, Hawk. You're going to you're gonna like her next season. Um, and then, uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Stephanie Beatrice. She was, she was in the first season. Schema. Yeah, she was, was she? Yeah, she okay. was. She was part of the council in the first season. Um, yeah, she was with uh, Carrie Payton, who played um, the sovereign 
right you who ended up Uriel. melting in the first episode of the season yeah, yeah that, that, that didn't happen uh i'm pretty sure i don't remember the that. live show um uh i i like the cast just but we did we did also end up getting some um staples from critical role coming back like wolf Friedel came oh back oh my god yes. which was amazing and i know him from obviously boy meets world and batman, batman beyond. beyond right he was my favorite batman like i love uh kim possible he's i don't don't know that I'm pretty sure um, he's in kim possible i'm I don't know. Sure I, yeah i'm sure because he's on the podcast with the girl who plays kim possible now <laughs> um mary elizabeth mcglynn right uh came back as uh What's her name? Uh, why well, can't I remember her name? Kara, uh, Zara. Zara. Yeah. Why did I say Kara? There's, there are a lot of like aw names. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Like uh, like Vex and Vax, and the show is the Legend of Vox, Vox. Machina, right? Because it's Latin. It means voice machine. And they're all voice actors. Yeah. Um. We got Troy so, Baker this season as well, right? Oh, he was so perfect for the dad. Yep. Just yeah. he's so good at playing assholes. Yeah. Uh, Fred. Just like. Yeah. Fred Tascia's score uh, was uh, the dad of. Um, uh, yes, he yeah he played Grog's dad. No, no, he played um, uh, Keyleth's dad. Was it Keyleth's dad? Yeah. So, yeah, we don't see Grog's dad. No, yeah. that's right. Um, it's the other guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he he's he Ralph was... Innocent is Kev Kevdak. Okay. Um, oh. Uh, Henry Winkler. We I don't know if we talked about that today. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. yeah Henry Winkler but... as Pike's granddad. Granddad? Her great uncle, great I think. Uncle? I can't remember. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> Uncle Willem, yeah, Wilhelm. Um, oh, where is it? Uh, I Tony Plata. No, but Tony Plata. Yes. Really good. Oh my God, I lost. Where is he? Billy Boyd. Oh Billy yeah, Boyd. Gar- Garmelli. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we got to see the Fey Realm, which I love, and they did it like they did a, such a good job out of it. Um. Also, the doctor from Heroes. Oh, that was um, the Vex and Vax's dad, right? Send Hill. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Rama Murti. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, he's he's so good. Yeah, from he's Sondor. He was so brutal as their yeah. dad, and uh, very good. Um, so Tipmouse, the Canadian animation company, really like they've. They're known for so many different um, other cartoons like Lower Decks and even Lower Decks. Each season, the animation has just gone up. But this one, the jump from season one to season two, like season one was cinematic already, but season two was like, let's let's up it up to like they flexed. They flexed, especially in season ten, the Grog battle, and then the last two episodes with the the Dragon battle. It was just like. I was telling Hawk, who had not seen the last three episodes <laughs> immediately, obviously. Um, I was just like, dude, you have to watch episode 10. Just watch it. Watch it. Yeah. My my jaw full. dropped. And like, was I wrong? <laughs> no, the, the words full anime kept going around and I was like, okay. And I thought it would, that meant a change in the actual animation style. Oh, but no. like, no, <laughs> no. It was meant that they they amped up the action to about you know 11 i always think um, i always think about what um what uh who's the director of scott pilgrim edgar wright says um about musicals and when something hits a emotional peak that's when people mm-hmm. go into song but for scott pilgrim that's when they got into a video game right yeah and this when they get into an emotional peak they go full 
anime. anime style where everything just they fuck shit up yes. <laughs> and the fact that they they said that the shot of percy in shadows with the explosion behind him like gave me chills i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because i love <laughs> that sequence that that whole sequence and then scanlan up in the air with his uh Big V's hand. Oh, Scanlan's hand, I guess. Scanlan, it's Scanlan's, Scanlan's hand, hand in this. In, the, in, yeah. in this um, just rocking out. And that's all a bard wants, just to you know, bardically inspire everyone. Right, David? <laughs> the whole time. I don't know. You'll never catch me playing a bard. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, what'd you guys think of how well, like, or how updated the... How much money, it feels like much more money was spent on the animation. In season I, you know two. what? Uh, it, it shouldn't surprise me because I've had the success of the first season and clearly, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Critical Role has a really good relationship with Amazon, the studio who's paying for all this uh, studio production company, um, whatever it is. Um, and it's clearly very popular. Uh, otherwise, this season probably mm. wouldn't look as good as it does. And I'm friggin' psyched because we rarely get animation this good. Like, um, Tim mouse has also done one of my other favorite animated shows, the venture bros. Oh yeah. Um, and the venture bros has some very particular animation. Um, and it's, it's crazy to me how, what the range of this studio is, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's 3d animation in this, right? The dragons are all like 3d yep. animated. So yep. that they stand out. Right. Um, and they're also at a different frame rate, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah, like this, like this, so like immediately, like this is a, like, even though like this, well, that's the, you know, behind me is, is, uh, Morthanax, the, uh, the demon that inhabits Percy, mm -hmm. uh, when it can, um, that wasn't done the same way, even though it's like a supernatural, I was like kind of surprised, but it's like, because the dragons are so special, right? Like they get their whole thing and it, I, like, it's not even like it's cheaper to 3D animate them and put them into this thing. Like it. Probably costs basically the same amount. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely a style thing. Like they didn't. Have I, and, to. But I was not expecting because there were two very long fight scenes. One was incredibly long, and I was just like, I can't believe. Like this is. I think somebody said it. We said it the other night. Where it was like, it's this is like an episode of Dragon Ball. Yes. Like this fight. I said that. going. <laughs> and just like, and it does make it kind of feel a little bit more like D and D, where you see the barbarian just getting the shit kicked out of him because. There's parts of the show that are like, oh, you can just like cut a guy's arm off, and you're like, that feels like real, right? That and like, is badass. <laughs> Where, but whereas the, like, then the grog just like is getting like his head beat in. You're like, well, this guy has the strength of a titan, which mm -hmm. you know is a creature that bigger than a dragon. So how come it's not just crushing his skull? Um, but you're like, oh, whatever, man. He's super tough, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was really excited. Uh, I, I didn't think we'd get that, you know, because I liked the fight scenes previously yeah, as well. In the previous, they're very good. Just it's and, it's such a treat. And they always feel like there's jeopardy attached to them. Oh, yeah. You know, that is could go, I, you know, one way or another in that. Like, I'm, I have expected at least one of them to die. You know, I know that doesn't doesn't happen. It, but... It's weird kind of knowing when people like should and shouldn't die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to be like. Are they gonna like kill somebody right now? Are they gonna like maim somebody right now? Like, what is gonna happen? Like, e even I'm, you know, I've watched the first, I've rewatched it and just being like, oh shit, like, mm -hmm. did they, are they gonna change this? And I like that they're doing that. They're they're not afraid to change things, like, and introduce people earlier or, or 
yeah. tweak stuff. Just it's for the story, and they're the storytellers, yeah. right? And they know it's best for these characters. Um, yeah, the Dragon Ball thing was really because of Umbrasil. The two, two, like breaking it into Man. two episodes. I was like, I, I did not expect that. I did yeah. not expect that at all. Um, Hawk, did you have anything to say about the animation? I sort of cut you off there. And just how it, it was great. Like I said, it, it felt fluid, it, it lively. Like I said, they were, you, as you mentioned, the dragons, they just felt like it felt like you were looking at something different from the rest of it. And yet, and yet, it, with all the action sequences, it all blended in perfectly. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, I can't really say much more. Yeah. The, the mad props to, I don't know who does the music for this show. Um, Neil Ackery, I have this, I have the soundtrack on my, on my phone. I don't know why I, I, I said that it, this season was phenomenal. Like I love the first season. I listen to it often, but this one was just like it, like the animation. It just, they went up another level and I did not expect it. They leveled up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they turned it up to 11. They turned it up to 11. It just goes just 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 turn up to 11 um i don't know I, I can't even think of what else we can talk about because it it feels very special that they're basically able to get everybody like on the whole team from the you know vo which which obviously would make yeah. sense cuz they're beautiful voice actors but like you know the music the sound, you know the audio uh the sorry uh the animation just like across the board like everybody's pushing as hard as they can to make this the best thing and better than it was before, which is such a rare thing to see yeah. in any medium, frankly. Um, and it makes me worried that like, <laughs> how are they going to do more seasons of this? And then how are they going to do it again? Cause they've already announced the fact that we're going to get the mighty nine. Yeah. 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 Which that's a, it's a separate, but connected entity to, Hawk, you'll, you'll get there. Don't worry. Okay. You'll get there. Right. Um, <laughs> David, I know we talked about this off air before, and mm-hmm. I just like, I like your take on this. Um, this, this game is a D and D game and it, mm-hmm. and it does, you know, it does talk about certain entities that are in the D and D realm, mm-hmm. but because this show is not associated with Wizards of the coast or mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, they're slightly changing the names and stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on, how they're gonna do this with you know they've they've already started doing that with the because Rachel the big bad or because yeah, of some bad guys that are coming forward. Uh, coming the, in the thing future. is, like much like the way they don't really, I don't, I think I feel like they do say the Raven Queen. At I some don't point. think they did. Um, but part of me is like, does Wizards of the Coast own the Raven Queen? Do they own these Cord, the Storm Lord? You know. Uh, which is a uh, sort of a Greyhawk deity. Um, like, I guess they do, but it's one of those things. Is like you can't, you can't own Thor. You can have Marvel's Thor is yeah. theirs, right? But like, there's is there anything to stop me from publishing something and says this is Kord the Stormlord and he's a god in my setting, but he's not the same dude. Like he's different, so I could call him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it? I don't know if it's parody or fair use or like what, 
Because um, I wonder they, about like things like Stranger Things. They had Vecna on the show, but it wasn't yeah. really the Vecna from the game. Th- that's the thing is, I think they they get a, Stranger Things gets away with it because it's they're actually totally reference they're actually referencing the the game yeah. itself, right? They because yeah. they play D and the characters in the in the show play D and D and that. Yeah. So in this strange entity, they nicknamed it Vecna. I guess like, Vecna, Vecna doesn't call himself Vecna, right? I don't think so. Right? In the show, no. Yeah. It's it's that the character and uh, they just whatever. yeah they just call themselves by their name or their number or whatever. Um, where you know, and they also like Mind Flayer. That's owned by Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. No one else can use Elithids. Um, no one else can use Demogorgon, which is the you know the the demon Big prince dog. of madness. I think uh, in in the Forgotten Realm oh, or, yeah. or yeah. in the cut the he- the abyss. Chaotic evil. Excuse me for a second. uh, Let me go get my two demogorgon minis. Um, I have one over there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think because what's interesting to me is that um, the Everlight is based on Saren Ray, which is a Paizau, like a Pathfinder deity. So, and Paizau is a lot less judicious about that kind of stuff, it seems. They're much more open. but they just seem to be calling them by like these other names. But I think that's fair. I, I think it kind of gives it more uh, verisimilitude, which is a big word people who run D&D games use, uh, to, 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 to make something feel real. That's what verisimilitude is, is how real something feels. Um, like, we don't call uh, the, you know, the, God, you know, the God of Abraham, like, John. <laughs> Right, like we call like there's Jesus, not his name, by the way. Christ, also not his name. Um, so these are ti- like Jesus, yeah, Joshua, and Christ was a title applied to him. Um, so like Buddha is a title. Buddha was not right. That's uh, Siddharth, right? Uh, somehow played by Keanu Reeves at one point. So g- calling them by their titles. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a movie. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a movie. Um, um, calling them by the title kind of actually makes it feel more real, mm. um, right? Like nobody calls a, like to call her Saren Ray. You're like, but Saren Ray is like a name. It's not like the title of it. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of kind of weird. Um, at most, I guess you could be like, well, there's like Yahweh, and that's yeah. like. Jehovah. But like, but that's Jehovah. like the name of the deity, right? Like that's what the deity is called. There's not like another name, and I, you could try and apply that to a bunch like Zeus, right? Well, like Zeus is his name, and it's like, but what's the other name? There isn't one. It's just Zeus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort or of Juno. weird to have like, yeah, sure, or Jupiter or what, right? If you want to go, uh, so it, it just makes sense to just like call them by this other thing that's not copywritten that doesn't step on any toes. Um, I, I, it would be cool if they could just like be like, well, we'll call it, but at the same time, you really don't want to risk getting sued, mm-hmm. um, and you also don't want to have to shell out any money for licensing something that you don't have to. Yeah. So, um, and everything else other than that one thing and like two other things related to it that are in Critical Role that are like, yeah, you know, there's the deities. But like they've already changed those names, so I don't think I think they're going to change that that name as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I kept thinking Craven Edge was something like it was like Black Razor or something like that, but it's not. It was always Craven Edge, and that's something Mercer created. 
Um, I kept thinking it was a different sword that was owned by D and D, but it's not. So, um, like they felt they, like the the belt uh, Grog found is called the belt of dwarven kind. That's why he grew a beard. Because uh, if I have if, a beard. You, if, if you're if you don't have a beard, you have like you roll a, a d hundred and every morning, and if you roll a certain thing, you grow a beard. Um, as part of it. Um, I want that. <laughs> But they didn't like you can, and it looks like a belt of dwarven kind, right? So like, but they never call it anything, right? Yeah, no, they never call anything, and you never like you'll never hear. Oh, it's a plus one sword. You'll never hear that, right? Would you like to go to the shop and get some plus one items? <laughs> you know, a ring of protection plus one stuff like that. I doubt we'll ever ever hear that kind because of, it also that's meta, right? It feels weird. Yeah. Um, even when I give my players stuff, I only call the things by the title. I, prefer, I like naming stuff. Like, I think it makes sense for things to be named. You know, if you put on a suit of armor and, and it's like magical, it probably has a name. Cause why wouldn't it? You know, like Excalibur, like that's a sword. That's a special sword. It's magical. You know, like magic, you know, Thor's hammer has a name. It's what like, was the sword called in this? What was it? Myth Carver? Myth Carver. Myth, yeah. Myth Carver. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there'll, there's some other swords we hopefully see too. Um, I would, I don't think Percy, did Percy get the sword of dragon slaying? No, no. It's weird because like he never really used it, despite the amount of times they fought dragons. But that's because he has guns. <laughs> I feel uh, like they talked about it though. They might have found know, it like, in the shop, right? Yeah, because at least two people in that in this like search for vestiges and that didn't like actually get a vestige in that Caleb and that she basically she didn't get any vestige in that, but she did pass her trial yeah. and basically and leveled up that way. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Well, yeah. her and they Percy, got... they didn't get a vestige. Uh, Grog has a vestige. He's the Titan yeah. Stone Knuckles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know Grog did, but uh, her... I don't want to. I don't her... want to spoil because I know. Everyone, but like everyone but Keyleth and Percy has a vestige. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Bo- yeah. yeah. Bow Box, armor, v- gloves, Box and got... sword. Yeah. Did Did Pike start with the armor? Oh, I forgot about Pike. No. No, I'm pretty Pike sure she's got to get. Pike, don't worry. I mean, I'm very interested because that's actually a very explicit D and D setting where they get her her vestige. Mm. Um, spoiler: she'll get a vestige. Probably. <laughs> I don't see why she wouldn't. They uh, all get one. So. It would be weird if not everybody got the one ring, and you know, like everybody, gets, <laughs> everybody gets a magic item. But you, Percy, not you, not you. You, you, you took up too much this season one. I mean, <laughs> I, I always thought his was like the lamest, but his is used to big effects a lot of times when they uh, when they played. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I, was there anything you disliked about season two? I everything I, everything I liked about it. There, I, uh, I liked everything. I, I there's one thing I I have an issue with. That's it. And I had the same okay. issue in season one. A uh, hawk? Anything? I can think of in that. Like I said, like it, it was the animation was great. Story was great. Um, I I love the I love the growth of each character. The fact that like you know they were you know they're the same characters in that, and yet they're different at the, by the end of the season. Like there's, you know, I I I'm, I really enjoyed the finale and that and how that how that turned out and that oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the finale in a second. Um, yeah. The only thing I have an issue with is we get three episodes every week, so you're done in four weeks. So oh yeah. <laughs> I I like I'm not. I know people love binging, seeing everything, but I like 
having things spread out over like absolutely not mm-hmm. like, that's just me i like i like coming no. back like i like i like talking to people about oh what do you think i i already know what happens but i like hearing what people talk like i like the discussion around things that's i know when i was younger and i really wanted to get games on like day one it was because i wanted to be part of the discussion i like t- talking to people about oh mm. what did you find what what happened here like i loved lost because every week we would be like oh shit what happened here well, what do you think is gonna happen i was part of that four eight night right four eight twelve fun thing whatever the the lost numbers i was part of that group and i don't remember what it was called and we used to discuss it all the time it was the one forum that i did in, in like the 2000s so that's the only thing i really i, I like I like having time to think and be like, I wonder what happens next. Well, I, I, I think it. partly because it's only like a 22 minute or 25 minute yeah. show. It, it kind of, it's like we get, <laughs> you know, three one hour shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's kind of more like it. So I think that's part of the reason why they decide to release it in that, and that way. And also they probably don't want to constantly be fighting other things. That's fair. Right? Because, like, that's the problem with streaming is that, like, if if people don't finish your show, they're probably not going to watch the next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't watch the next season, you're not going to get a season after that. Um, so it's like, we need to get everything out as quickly as possible so that it all gets gobbled up so that they want more when it com- when it does come out. Um, yeah. I, because I, I, they're I guess... not, they're not the Mandalorian, you know, like, they're... It's no, clearly... they don't have that installed audience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. For, I mean, they, for no, they have an installed audience. I mean, they do. They have yeah. their. They brought their own audience, but not that. You but know, it, they're trying yeah. in not, this that they're yeah. trying to get people like me into watching it that yeah. who are, aren't there, like you know, at the critical role or the YouTube or you know, the like you know, tabletop gaming. Well, I can they, I can speak they, to my brother Harcroft and Mrs. Harcroft, where they watch. She loves this show. And he's telling her about the live stream, and she's like, "Well, I kind of want to watch that now." And it's like, you know, it's good. It's going to take you forever to, you know, finish Ah. that. But you could sit and enjoy this again and again and again. I can totally understand having it like for numbers, especially in keeping people's interest. Because, like, if you look at things like Paper Girls, like it was a phenomenal show. They released it week Mm -hmm. by week, but it also ran into other shows that were just way more popular. So people sort of dropped off. That and sucks. I imagine Paper Girls is actually a lot cheaper to make. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like there was there was not like this high level of like, you know, special effects that they needed to do or anything in that. Most of it was just like, it was just an intimate portrait of like, you know, four teenage girls in a, in a really weird situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina has to be prohibitively expensive for yes. this quality of animation. Yeah. And yes. the amount of voice actors they have that just shows up. Oh god, Carrie. Oh, the biggest and, thing you know. they're saving on is probably they're writing. From, yeah. But at the same time, they're probably spending just as long as other shows for writing. But because they, they just have part down. they just have source material already. So yeah. if you could spend that's why it's so good, is like, well, if we're gonna spend, you know, forty hours over six weeks writing the show, but we just have to condense what's already written versus creating something new, right? Like when they sit down to create a season of It's Always Sunny or something, you know, like that takes weeks and it's arduous and it you know it's 14 hour days trying to you know push stories whereas this is just like well we can do that but we've already got you know the thing so it's yeah just, ah. 
And that you know, and they're taking great considerations with the medium that they're going into, and that I think we've had the same the same debates in that when we're talking about The Last of Us versus like the video game and that, and like you know the the like sixty plus hours you can put into that game, right? Yeah. Um, and all the side questing and everything, and all the you know versus like the medium of television and that, where it's like you know week by week by week that wants you to get from one place to the next. You know, it's this just... is why people rail against bad adaptations. Because these shows set the bar of quality, and with good reason, because not only is this achievable, but you have a baseline of a thing already. Why would you make it not as good as that thing? Um, I know... I know I always bring up Matt Colville. Even every stream, I'll bring up Matt Colville. Because when he talks about when he worked at Turtle Rock, they had this... Um, I don't know if it's a theory or what, but it's like... You plus everything. When it comes across your desk, you plus it. So you take whatever it is and you add something to it to make it bigger, better in some way. It's better than when it left your desk, hmm. right? And that's what should happen when any of these adaptations come across your desk. It shouldn't be, well, let's start over. Well, why are you starting over? It's an adaptation. So just take what it what works and then plus and that's what The Last of Us does. That's what this has done. Like, that's what The Legend of Vox Machina had done. That's what, you know, when you watch the original Hitman movie, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This has nothing to do. What the fuck? Or Street Fighter. Or Street Fighter or, <laughs> or any Mortal bad Kombat, adaptation. Or Mortal Kombat, the most recent one. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat was literally, they went, what if we take Mortal Kombat, but we'll remove the turn. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, add, add you know add in some way and it doesn't have to be like mortal kombat annihilation where they turn into monsters from mortal kombat 3 or whatever it was yeah you know it's just like add a little something to make it a little bit better mm -hmm. um so this season we really end on the middle half of the chroma conclave storyline yeah. um this is really more for hawk um what do you want to see in the second, in the third season? We ended on Umbrasil dying, and we saw uh, Anna Ripley and Hordak talking about Thordak. Thordak, Thordak is a, <laughs> is a, uh, yeah, um, um, really talking about what's to come, right, or how things are gonna move forward. Um, what do right. you, what do you think is gonna happen in the third season? What do you want to see? Well, obviously, as like a satisfying conclusion to like the the you know the end of the chroma. Do you conflict. want Empire Strikes Back? Is that where you're gonna go? <laughs> Is that where we're going with this? Mm -hmm. uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I'm 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 almost just happy not knowing in that and taking what they're giving me because like I've just I've just enjoyed being a a. a, a an unspoiled audience member to this to this journey. Yeah. Uh, so wherever it goes, you know, with more of the more of the vestiges and that more bonding of the of the core crew, you know, and more backstory in that, because I'm, I'm quite loving it. In that like finding out like everything about Grog and the Horde was just great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's got to be really cool to experience this for the first time at this level of quality. Because yeah. for me, listening to this show. Uh, live stream back when they were using worse quality mics than what I have. Yeah. Oh man, the amount <laughs> uh, of peaking and like crackle that they used, they uh, have. Oh, you can hear the it. Live audio still. quality they had for like the first base, almost the entire first campaign was it's really bad. Second campaign is when it really took off, but 
Um, oh man, yeah, it's it's great to just like to, wait. I don't need subtitles. I can just hear what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're they're understandable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's 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 really it's really quite good. Oh, there was a question I was going to ask Dave, and I totally spaced out on it now. I mean, Dave. I can't wait for either i don't know what the last episode of the legend of vox machina series will be i don't know if it'll be a like an epilogue Mm -hmm. because they they they've gone back and like played with these characters again for like epilogue type stuff which is great um or these these characters whoever's still alive uh if any of them uh, (laughs) i mean well, you know, I mean, that's my big question is like, is, yeah, are, yeah. Are, how many uh, yeah. times, how many times do you get to, how many times do you come out the ringer? Right. Like, yeah, like they're, they, every, every time, like the end of season one or the, the halfway point of season one, you're like, oh, okay. We just lost a character partway through the season. You're like, oh, we just lost a fucking character because that happens in D and D and they, they, they don't get brought back. Yeah. Um, but fifth, because they're, if this wasn't based on fifth edition, if they were still playing Pathfinder, like they originally did, I don't know if those characters would have come back to life. <laughs> uh, it's a lot more difficult. There's no revivify at third level in Pathfinder. There's, oh, you're not fifth level? They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Could you uh, imagine it, it, they had to introduce a new character <laughs> randomly in the middle of the right, season? Yeah, so Laura could come back and play. Uh, and then you don't have the twins anymore. You're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you know this, Hawk. The reason they're, they played twins is because they share a birthday. Okay. They, uh, the Liam Liam O'Brien and Laura Bailey share a birthday. Liam's older. Yeah. And the original game they played was a one shot for Liam's birthday. And when they were creating characters, they found out that they shared a birthday. They're like, oh, we should play twins. And, you know, there, there it is. That's amazing. So, Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. So my cool. only question is like, this is like three seasons and done, right? Five. Five. They're doing five seasons of this? So I originally thought they were going to do three, but when they announced. Um, the Mighty Nine. Apparently, they're doing five Mighty Nine, five of this. Yeah. So what I think might happen is we're gonna get maybe another season of this, and then a Mighty Nine, or maybe we'll get we'll get Mighty Nine, and then the next season of this. Like we gotta we have to figure out how long they've they've been in pre production for Mighty Nine because the pre production for this was at a least while. three or four years. Yeah. So we might not even get Mighty Nine till like twenty twenty five. It's pretty impressive wow. that we got because it's only been a year since the first season. Mm-hmm. Yep, like yeah. that's really impressive to get a season of even of this length, right? Like, well, they were planning on getting this show out earlier, but but then COVID happened, so right. so they had means- delayed a year or two. I can't even remember how how long it was. I guess uh, two years. I think it was supposed to come out in twenty twenty, right? What the original? Uh, no, not twenty twenty. Really. I don't. I don't remember how long ago I kickstarted. I'm pretty that. sure it was supposed, maybe 2021 at the earliest. Yeah, maybe. But, um, I don't know. I'm just super excited. Uh, it, it's. I mean, it's probably one of the best things you can stream. It is one of my yeah. favorite things to watch and ever. And, yeah, no, it really is. I've, I've watched this season twice already since it's really? finished. Like it, they're not long. I can finish it. No, they're like not. That's hours. true. Yeah. Like it's longer to listen to the campaign. <laughs> I just could you imagine being like sixteen? Oh, and just getting and into then, this now, right? Well, because like it, you're like twelve is like kind of too young for this, right? It's like, very too young. For this. Um, yeah. I probably would have watched this at twelve. 
Uh, but 16 is like an age where you're like, I, this is probably fine for a 16 year old. Like, there's a lot of swearing. There's a little yeah. bit like, but realistically, like, it's a cartoon. That's, yeah. At 16, like, you know, your conversations with your friends are probably a lot worse. Oh, than yeah. Going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've seen sure. a lot worse stuff than I'd seen Predator and Alien long before. Oh, yeah. Uh, same. I was yeah. six, you know, I um, saw Alien before I was 10. <laughs> You know, Predators just has a, a movie thing. with people are inside out. So what's yeah, the problem? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, remember, uh, I remember how pissed off I was at 12 years old that I wasn't allowed to go see RoboCop in the theaters. <laughs> I was that angry when I couldn't see Terminator 2 in theaters. Really? Because I was not <sighs> old enough. Yeah, you weren't old enough. I was only Conversely, my mom never found out my sisters when I was about 11 took me to see Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> Because she explicitly said, don't take your brother to that movie. And then for some reason, we did go. I've never understood why. I don't know if it's because Austin. I don't know if that was pre-Austin Powers or what. But like, that's not a kid's movie. No. <laughs> it's about a male gigolo. It's about a male And I didn't know what that meant when I was that age. <laughs> so. I remember being like 1999. Austin Powers was way before then. Okay, so yeah. I was 11. I remember being eight and seeing Pretty Woman for the first time. And uh, as many people, many of the other people in my high school will tell you, I have, a, I have an attractive sister. Uh, because Springer's sister was something that was often shouted through the halls of my high school. And so when I was eight, I went to my sister after seeing Pretty Woman. And I'm like, I, I called her a prostitute. <laughs> because I just thought that meant like, you know, a pretty girl. At eight years old. And my mom was like, you need to apologize to your sister. I'm like, I don't see what I did wrong. I don't. That movie really did give off a bad message. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful story. I'm older and I'm like, I don't want to talk to, I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, you're, you're, I mean, eight year olds are pretty dumb. So I'm just, that's my defense. Um, Also, nobody explained what was happening. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe that's not my fault. Yeah. Maybe don't show an eight-year-old pretty woman. I will say that this and Stranger Things have really opened up the world of D&D to people. Like, it, like it's just everywhere now. It's crazy. As, as, mm-hmm. D&D, as Wizards of the Coast tries to sink their talons deeper and deeper into the money yeah. pot, and everyone goes, all like the core players are like, no, mm. I don't want to spend more money on your product. Let's cancel all our D&D Beyond subscriptions. Yeah, don't forget to do that, that was... Dave. Oh, it's done. I, uh, I, I talked. How long ago did I talk about moving to Pathfinder? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, like twenty twenty one. I wasn't sure if it would auto renew in May when it, it did. Yeah, and I missed the first yeah. uh, cancel date, but it's fine. D and D Beyond it's, is a online like, sub, I almost said suppository repository <laughs> of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Like, this um, is a. Th- I could just do a whole podcast on explaining this. It's it's yeah sort of complicated yeah they also um, have tools for people to create characters or play online yeah. so you can roll dice and stuff it's actually very useful you can use it for free they're you know the the, the, the basic rules for dungeons and dragons are free uh but unlike uh, conversely the rules for pathfinder first and second edition are totally free all of it all the sort like the new source books that just came out last week that's online and it's free yep. you don't have to buy those books the adventures are not free um, but that's because that that's a whole that that's how Paizo used to make their money. Paizo would write adventures. Paizo made the Dungeon and Dragon magazine back for second and third edition, and then fourth edition came around, and Wizards said, "We own those IPs. You don't make them anymore." And we're gonna basically what they were trying to do now. And Paizo went, "Well, we need to keep selling adventures. That's how we make money. We'll make our own system." 
And so that was the first edition of Pathfinder. And then they just sold their adventures. I like the idea of Pathfinder from what you've explained to me. So I, I'm looking forward to eventually moving over to that system if we do do that. Um, I mean, there's so many great systems. We could play Dragon Age. The Age system is great from Green yeah. Ronin. You know, Cypher system from Monty Cook Games. Wait, is Dragon Age like the video game Dragon Age? Oh, I didn't realize that was a... It, it uses 3D6. And you so if you roll doubles, you have a different colored die. It's the dragon die. And if you roll doubles, you get stunt points. It's like a crit. Hmm. So you can do like, oh, I cast magic. Oh, that spell was free. Or I just cast another spell. Or, you know, like, or I cut off a guy's head. You know, stuff like that. It's uh, it's really neat. Hey, Hawk, have cool. we intrigued you enough to try a D and D game, a one shot, maybe one day? Oh, well, though, oh, Brittany mentioned you know, a one shot. I don't know. Um, Brit- Brittany, you know, Brittany being into Shadowrun has kind of, you know, made me think maybe I get the itch and get into that. Well, Shadowrun? Yeah. Well, I guess Steve can run us a Shadowrun game then, because I'm not running Shadowrun. <laughs> I remember I bought the original like years back in high school. The you know the original campaign book and yeah the, yeah and it was like this is so cool and that and it's like I couldn't find anybody to play <laughs> Shadowrun is way more complicated uh, which is not a bad thing it it you know that could be good but it's it's not a system I know that was mm. like cyberpunk when I was a kid I I, yeah. I I thought it was so cool and then oh yeah no you one know. would play it with me I mean so, Shadowrun is cyberpunk with fantasy mm-hmm. it's literally that's what it is it's it's a futuristic city and there's orcs and fairies and elves and stuff like that but there's also like corporations cybernet cybernetic upgrades yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's that's that's the thing shadowrun has everything also you guys you know there's a shadowrun video games right yeah yep yep yeah, yeah i have them <laughs> i have them um it's supposed to be very good actually i have not they're on my steam library I <laughs> or, or maybe they're my gog i mean i, I have remember. them too because of uh because of a humble bundle i think and yeah. i just haven't played them yeah same um i guess last thing um is there anything we can suggest to people if they do want to get into D&D or even critical role type stuff? Anyway, I think I think the anime series is a good <laughs> way to start yeah. um if you do want to go that way. Um there for for kids um if you are if you have kids that want to get into it there the young adventurers guides that Jim oh. made are phenomenal. I have those for my kids. Actually Stu bought them for Kateri when for one of her birthdays so we read it every so often there's also a bunch of um dungeon young dungeon uh novels that have recently come out and those are all very very well written surprisingly and you know you know you often get tie-ins that are for kids and they're sort of garbage these ones are actually well written so um I'm happy about that uh if you know, you want if you want novels, there are a buttload of Forgotten Realms novels. Uh, that is my favorite D and D setting that isn't my own. Um, and there's tons that span like 300 years. So whenever you want to get into, obviously the Dritz Jordan books have been very popular, and you can kind of jump into those at any time. There's actually finally the third one is coming out later this year hmm. um, from the the current trilogy that I've really enjoyed uh, called Loth's Champion uh, from R. Salvatore. Um, there's actually Dungeons, other Dungeons and Dragons movies. Uh, the first one being absolutely terrible. <laughs> the second one being like bat, one of those bad good movies. Especially if you watch it with the commentary, that's called Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God. Um, if you want a really bad movie, you can watch Mazes and Monsters, which is basically the <laughs> is that the Tom oh Hanks God. one? Yeah, Tom Hanks, and it's basically promoting the Satanic Panic. Um, 
and like schizophrenia. Uh, it's basically it's it's not a good message, but for some reason, if you wanted to watch it, um, I I would say if you wanted to get into D and D the way I did, um, have your uncle show you 1985's Legend, starring Tom Cruise yes. and Tim Curry, Ooh. when you're six years old. Wow. <laughs> um, I was thinking about showing Kateri it, but uh, it, no, I feel like it's going to be scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when you're eight or nine, have your oldest brother uh, play second edition D&D with you and have it make no sense, but play a minotaur named Nextdoor. There are some um, younger <laughs> adventures. Like there's a... My oh, little, there's tons of stuff. My Little Pony uh, campaign that they've come out. There's, um, Friendship is magic. There's, um, there's a bunch of actual Watsy ones that they've released for free, but I can't remember. They're, they're with like a little goblin guy. I don't remember what his um, name is. There's a whole, I mean, there's a whole bunch of actual like D&D well, or TTRG for kids. Um, my, my, my best bud runs them. Uh, he's also made his own like custom ones for it. Uh, there's Tiny Dungeon, which is still oh, yeah. a D20 game. So that it's like very rules light. Uses a D twenty has I think four, three or four characteristics that you base things on. Uh, that's a pretty popular one. It's free. The, the, the things people don't realize is that a lot of this, you can get a lot of this stuff for free, um, which is rare when it comes to entertaining children. Yeah, and if you don't, <laughs> and if you're, if you don't want to do the game and you just want to read stuff. Um, there's a bunch of comics that are D and D related. The Adventure Zone is a great comic book. Um, Frick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons was actually really good. Or uh, all the ones that Jim Zub wrote for the current edition of D and D, which Angles. are all but the last two trades are collected in Days of Endless Adventure. Um, there's also there's other D and D comics as well. Uh, B Dave Walters wrote a D and D comic that's very good. Um, if you want like something really dark, die by Kieran Gillen is is a very TTRPG. It's, it is a TTRPG. Uh, that one's really good. Um, if, and if you prefer sci-fi stuff, uh, and if you made it this far, The Expanse was originally supposed to be an RPG that got turned into books, that got turned into a series, that finally got turned into an RPG. Yeah. Um, so Did that's one I've hack? actually wanted to I I yeah I'd heard rumblings that it had kind of finally made it to the RP you know tabletop format so yeah that might be it that's that might be and good. that's turning into a comic book too that makes sense and if you want something in between uh there's Star Trek RPGs there's Dune RPGs there's Star I, Wars RPGs there's yeah. I almost bought the Star Trek one because I thought Hawk would very much enjoy it. I almost bought it. Um, there's <laughs> another comic book that's really good is Rat Queens. I'm pretty sure Lauren's. Oh, Rat Queens is very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I think, oh, Skull Kickers, baby. More Jim's Skull up goodness. Yeah. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, which Jim's kind of is, you know. Canadian, so that's why we really like Yeah, we love him. We yeah. love him so much. <laughs> he was also on the show a, a number is, is, a year yeah. or two ago. Uh, yeah, a while ago now. Yeah. 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 Anyway. He's um, great. Yeah. Follow him on uh, Instagram. Jay's up. And Ed Greenwood, because he just started a Patreon. <laughs> he created the Forgotten Realms, and he wrote a bunch of novels, and he's a librarian. So, man, if you haven't a, listened to our episode, the history with, uh... of D anD D is actually involves quite a few Canadians, despite yeah. being uh, based out of uh, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, mm. originally. Yeah, I don't know, like Geneva. Um, anyway, I'm glad you guys stuck around till the end. If you are still listening, um, yeah, thank you. We're talking. We're, we're um. That's it. That's it. We're th- go watch Vox Machina if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it again because it's that damn good. Um, you can catch all their replays on their website or on their YouTube. Um, Twitch, they, they stream on Twitch every Thursday still, That's I right. think. Um, yep. At Critical Role. Um, 
they're they're great follow them all on twitter they also have twitters um i mean better yet come watch us play dnd we play on wednesdays yeah. so you can come see us um maybe we'll our bard won't like forget and that he has you know what stuff. if you haven't seen it go to geekswithkids.ca and go yeah. watch the backlog of it's all there it's also on stuff. youtube we have a playlist that plays all of all of the ones that we've recorded live at least um there was a there was a number of episodes we didn't end up putting online <laughs> <laughs> they we were just, bad <laughs> no no it's just we didn't we didn't we weren't recording at that time we were just playing oh okay yeah i don't know anyway. they were probably bad yeah. Well, that's when we randomly killed people and just sort of left them on the side of the road. Um, Murder hobos. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in two weeks talking about something. I don't know yet. Um, maybe we'll do a returnal. Is it Mandalorian season yet in two weeks? Uh, March um, the 27th. When's the Mandalorian out? March 1st. Oh, we're like, we're one day or two days behind. We hmm. might. If if it's that close, we might delay and just do a reaction to the first episode. And I sort of want to do excited that. For that. I think yeah. we should just do a reaction anyways. Yeah, you know, regardless live? of the episode. Live? Live show? Maybe. I do Maybe. I do Maybe. like our live, so I've been recording all of our reactions for Last of Us, and I will edit us crying. By us and just, just me, me going and Brittany. Mm-hmm. And then David just going, Why are they crying again? And then they should and, do this in the next scene to make you hurt even more. And then Hawks <laughs> there like, Oh my god, they're still crying. <laughs> 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 hey bill a hey, bill and frank got me man no got everyone man maybe mm-hmm. not david i don't know not me he has a heart of stone anyway um <laughs> thank you guys for coming on and talking about uh, vox machina and D. um thank you out there for listening we will see you guys in a couple weeks goodbye it's over Bye. it's over it's over well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.